What is up, beautiful people? This is your host, Drew House, second door on the left, back for another one. Happy as I'll get out to have you listening. Thank you for all your support. Um, Tell your friends. In this episode, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about Halloween. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. And we're going to not talk about Christmas because, to put it bluntly, we don't go straight from Halloween to Christmas in this house. Okay? (laughs) Thanksgiving is so overlooked, it drives me crazy. So I'm going to spill my guts about that. And uh, give Thanksgiving the love and uh, that it deserves. We're going to talk some Walking Dead. We're going to talk some uh, football. And we're going to talk about today, November 1st, All Saints Day. The day that the New Orleans Saints became a franchise. So stay tuned. Uh, roll the intro music. Yeah, you tell him, Adam. Um, man, if you have not seen Adam Sandler's phone wallet keys, you need to stop listening to this right now and check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, but there is Adam Sandler with the Thanksgiving song. Uh, very adamant about this. It's going to be Thanksgiving um, all month long. None of this pre-Christmas stuff. Uh, sorry, Freeform. We're not going to be checking in on November 1st tonight to watch Christmas movies. It's just not going to happen. And uh, I've already broke the news to my wife, which l- let me let me break the news to on this podcast uh, before I go into that. Um, I have not broke this news yet on the podcast, so let's, it's a perfect time now. Uh, we are expecting our second child. So, yes, uh, Olivia is going to be a big sister. The due date is May 23rd, and we just couldn't be happier. I could not be happier because... This means that my wife is unable to perform lifting duties, which means first chance she gets here in the next couple days to go upstairs in the attic and get the stuff down that she needs to get down for Christmas, it's not going to happen. So my, my, I'm resting very uh, peacefully at night knowing that she is totally reliant on me to get the Christmas stuff down. And uh, damn it, it's not happening until Black Friday. It's not happening until Black Friday. I'm standing my ground with this. Um, I mean it. I'm just not going to budge because Thanksgiving gets zero love. But it's about to get a whole lot of love from this podcast for the rest of the month. It's going to be made reference to in episodes. Uh, We'll play some songs. There's not enough Thanksgiving stuff in the world. It's all Halloween. It's all Christmas, which is all fine and good, but not in the fact that Thanksgiving just completely gets jumped. All right? I don't like the jump from Halloween to Christmas. All right? I'm going to try to get off my soapbox and go further into the podcast to talk about some other things, but I had to get it off my chest. It doesn't make sense to me. Thanksgiving is its own holiday. There are a lot of wonderful things about Thanksgiving. Um, one being football. More football as if we can you know, take more football. Uh, I know my wife's probably about to pull her hair out right now. But again, she's kind of incapable of doing certain things because she's preggers. 
So she can't really do anything about it. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, All I know is that I'm a huge Thanksgiving guy. So with Thanksgiving means family, friends, football, and just a plethora of good food, turkey included, ham included. It's, it's just, it's beautiful. The weather is still very nice. Uh, it's not, you know, extremely cold outside. So Thanksgiving is gonna be even more so this year and previous years past. It's gonna be a big deal and it's gonna be celebrated to the fullest, all right? I think I've spilled my guts uh, as much as I can about that. Thanksgiving is, is, is monumental, all right? Simply stated, it's monumental for me. And the older I get and the more it gets jumped, the bigger of a deal it's going to be and the bigger a deal I'm going to make of it to let you know where I stand. And in this house, especially you know, especially while my wife's pregnant, we're not getting any Christmas stuff down. We're going to see y- yellows. We're going to see oranges. We're going to see browns. We're not jumping straight from orange and purple to, to uh, uh, green and red. It's just not happening. Santa is still up in the North Pole. He ain't even thinking about us, man. He ain't even thinking about us. He's still on his freaking vacation. All right? The elves may be starting to move a little bit, but I doubt it. All right? So I'm not going to work myself into a frenzy if freaking Santa Claus and his elves ain't doing the same. All right. Last night was Halloween. (laughs) Last night was Halloween. It was a great night. So whether you celebrated Halloween Tuesday, October 30th, which is just, that's all, I'm not even going to go there, Uh, or last night when it's supposed to be celebrated, Halloween, October 31st, um, I hope you had a great time. I hope you had a fun-filled time. Um, Last night worked out perfectly. It was this big rainstorm that was supposed to come, and honestly, the Lord shined his blessings down on us over here in Olive Branch, Bell Ridge, where I live, uh, where my family lives, it's, he, he's shown his blessings on us long enough for go, us to go trick-or-treating, and we really didn't get rained on. It was awesome. It felt amazing outside. I was happy that it worked out. It could have really backfired. I mean, I, I say a little, I, I give a little jab to those people who did October 30th. Y'all are just, y'all are planners, all right? Y'all, uh, y'all think ahead. I don't really think. Okay, I, I just do. So uh, Halloween for me is October 31st. R- come uh, rain, uh, sleet, snow, shine, hail, or high water. All right, and that's what we did. And it worked out. All right, Olivia was Wonder Woman. She had her cousins over here. Uh, Olivia had her uncles over here. She had uh, grandparents over here. It was a great time, and it worked out. I'm glad the rain held off. For the most part, uh, it, 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 wor- it worked out beautifully. We were able to hit up about 25 to 30 houses. People were participating, and uh, just a great scene over here in the neighborhood. Great times, uh, fun to be had all around. A lot of candy. Uh, ate some chili, uh, Domino's pizza. Just a great night. Watch some uh, Hocus Pocus, which, you know what, I'm already going on a rant. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad Halloween is over because my wife has literally been playing Hocus Pocus in the house since July. Okay? July. Now, you think jumping from uh, Halloween to Christmas 
and is a big deal for me. Just imagine doing Halloween in July, okay? And I don't even like Hocus Pocus. I'm sorry, I don't. I, I, I find it uh, irritating for the most part. I, let me just say it, irritating, okay? Uh, there is maybe one or two funny parts in that movie. And I you know, some people, there may be some people that turn this podcast off right then and there, but you know what? Uh, season three is about being real and about uh, me being on my soapbox at times. So, cause it's, it, it helps me. All right. I like being able to talk because, um, some things I can't really say to my wife cause, uh, it's not that I'm scared. It's just that, um, I just don't even want to mess with it. All right. Especially when she's pregnant. So yes, once again, we're happy to, as all get out to have, uh, another one on the way. We're super excited. Uh, I, I don't really care if it's a boy or a girl, but here's the thing. I have two younger brothers, one of which you are, uh, you know, very aware of Mr. Josh House, who has a girl on the way as well, and uh, due later this month or possibly into December, um, and another brother who also has a little girl. So, if this is a girl that if Katie and I are having another girl, then that's five girls for three houseboys. All right, the bloodline has to continue at some point. So just putting that out there, people ask me what I want. I, I don't mind. I just want uh, my wife to be healthy. I want the baby to be healthy. And that's all that matters to me. And God's honest truth. So, uh, but at some point, the bloodline is going to have to continue because I'm not going to let it die. No, I, I, just, I can't. And I hope my brothers feel the same way. But uh, we shall see. Maybe we can get a boy this time and not have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, man, we shall see. We probably go here in a few weeks to find out the gender, and I'm looking forward to that. So uh, once again, hope everyone had a great Halloween last night and a safe uh, time out and about. I know things are kind of different when, uh, now than they were when I was growing up. Uh, a lot of trunk or treat action going on, you know, in an indoor facility. I get it. The world is changing daily. Um, but last night was great. Last night was great. Very quiet neighborhood. Um, a lot of good things going on with the neighborhood. A lot of trick-or-treaters out and about. And uh, I know Olivia had a great time, especially having her cousins over. So, um, yeah, Halloween, rest in peace. Thanksgiving, here we come, baby. Thanksgiving, here we come. I'm not thinking about Christmas, except for the fact that there are people out there putting trees up uh, today, and it, it just it just unnerves me a little bit. But you know what? I'm a big boy, and I'm going to get through it. As for uh, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and we're going to serve the turkey all November. Sorry, Santa. You're going to have to wait. Okay. Enough of that holiday ranting and raving. If you're still on board with the podcast, thank you. You are a, indeed a loyal listener. And uh, man, wouldn't be here without you. So what else is going on in my world? I'll tell you what's going on. That's The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, I am so immersed into this season. Once again, crazy things going on. Rick Grimes' final episode coming Sunday night. It's going to be crazy. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how he's going to go. I just hope they do it right and uh, do justice by him because this dude's been the lead character. 
there is a huge world in The Walking Dead, but Rick Grimes is at the center of it, and uh, he's going to be checking out after this episode, so it's going to be crazy to see. Uh, Angela Kang was on Talking Dead and just basically said, you know, have your tissues ready and uh, have a have someone you can hold. So I do hope that my wife is down to watch with me. Otherwise, I'll be holding myself. Um, or maybe I can hijack Breeze uh, or Maltipoo and just, you know, hold him. But he'll probably start biting me and run off to see his uh, to see his, his mommy or uh, my wife anyways. So hopefully Katie wants to stay up with me and see the end of, a, of an amazing character um, in pop culture history. So it's going to be awesome. I am very immersed into the comic books right now. I'm, I'm, I'm reading through them. I'm hurtling through them, uh, actually. I'm on issue 86 it's just crazy to see the different dynamics within the comic that were not in the show and vice versa. I mean, things that were in the show that uh, were made no mention of in the comics. I mean, it's just it's just different. And uh, I know I hit on this a little bit last last podcast, but uh, or the podcast before this last one. Um, but this 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 comic series it's just so well done that it's hard not to be addicted to it. I am very, uh, I'm a very spontaneous person. I, I feel like so when I see something I like, I, I really, I, I go all in because um, I want to see it through to the end. And this comic series, I will be caught up at the pace I'm going. I will be caught up here in probably two, maybe three weeks. So to think that a couple weeks ago I had never read one of the comics at all, and uh, to know that I'll be caught up here in two or three weeks is gonna, is just it's kind of it's kind of mind-boggling to me. But uh, that's how it immersed into the whole scene that I really am because it's just awesome. I mean, it's awesome. So uh, again, can't recommend the Walking Dead comics anymore, whether you've seen the show or not. So if you haven't read the comics. Do yourself a favor, check it out, uh, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Um, Today is All Saints Day. Today is All Saints Day, November 1st, 1967. 51 years ago, the New Orleans Saints, my team, my NFL team, was born. Uh, it's a very big day. I'm actually off today. I was off yesterday and today. The, the amount of daddy-daughter time I've been able to have, uh, it's, it's what I live for, man. Um, I miss the crap out of my wife. I hate she couldn't get off, but uh, big reason why I moved careers like I did, you know, working in this small business now from where I was at UPS uh, is the is the family time I get to uh, have, and especially days like today when I get to be with my daughter. So she's actually taking a nap right now, or she should be anyways. But you know, we'll see when I get done laying this puppy down. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy to me to think that a lot, all the years that the Saints. <laughs> have been just atrocious. It, it, it's, it's crazy to me. Now, I was born in 1985. As I mentioned, they were founded in November 1st, 1967. That would have been right, roughly in the middle of that 1967 season. So they actually started playing 
their first games in September of 1968. I was born 17 years later, and then uh, about five year, four or five years after that, uh, I started following this team, and I have been a fan ever since. Uh, through thick and thin, a lot of thick or thin, however you look at it. A lot of bad is what I'm getting at. A lot of bad seasons. Um, but these fans in New Orleans, especially the locals in New Orleans, I have to give them all the credit in the world. It doesn't matter. It's never mattered. Wins or losses. It has never mattered. All that's mattered is that this was their team and they were going to support them. And if they happen to pull out a W, that just made for a, that much better of a Sunday and that much better of a work week um, for that city. And that's the guy's honest truth. Now, obviously, that goes that, that holds true for a lot of places, but a place like New Orleans that has been through so much um, over its uh, history with national, uh, natural disasters and whatnot, uh, this team has really been the uh, beacon of light and uh, I mean, that's real. That is real. A lot of people look at sports like it's just, you know, it's just another thing. But I really believe in the city of New Orleans' case, this team, they have their hearts in. And, and they, they live and die by, by the Saints. So, um, man, just the fact that they've, they've seen so much bad play uh, over the years... <laughs> Over the 50 years uh, of, of playing that they've had, uh, they have not gone anywhere. The fans have not. And, uh, man, th- th- this, this, team, this team breathes life into this city every time they step on the field. Uh, and if they happen to pull out the win, as I said, that's just uh, – there's just that more, much more pep in the, in the people's step. I know for me it, that holds true uh, – this, this team this year is, is doing amazing things. They, uh, they had a big win against Minnesota Sunday night, a huge win, two defensive, uh, well, one defensive touchdown, and then another uh, forced fumble that set up another uh, easy score for the offense. That was the difference in the game, the two turnovers. It usually is. Turnovers usually are the difference in the, in the games, but uh, – I got to give kudos to P.J. Williams, cornerback. He's been under a lot of heat this year for his uh, lack of, of cornerback play. but And even really into this game, the beginning. I mean, but you look at it, receivers like Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, they're, they're top flight. So, you know, he, he, he's who we have, you know. So for people to bash on him, uh, Great, great game. He actually won NFC Defensive Player of the Year. He forced the fumble that Marshawn Lattimore returned uh, inside the uh, Vikings' territory as they were driving to score possibly, probably another touchdown. Uh, he forced that fumble, and then he was the uh, the cornerback who picked uh, picked off Kirk Cousins and ran it back for a touchdown. And that was the difference in the game. So, awesome job, P.J. Williams. I hope for your sake and uh, for our sake, you use this as a huge uh, stepping stone into a uh, better season. And uh, you just continue that good play, man, because without you, we we wouldn't have won. Without your play, we would not have won. So, people can point to the negative all they want, whether in that game earlier before uh, those game-changing plays or earlier in the season, doesn't really matter. Um, 
Saints did a great job, and um, I just have to give a, a lot of props to this year's team because uh, they're doing some good things, and uh, I really feel like this is the year that the, that they really need to do something. They need to get Breeze another ring um, because, as I've kind of made mention of before, this team is not going to – they're just going to get a little older next year, uh, meaning – Rookie contracts are going to start to expire, and there's a lot of young players on this team. So we have a lot of free agents going to be hitting the market next year. Um, so the Saints really need to, to make uh, make their move this year. Uh, last year possibly could have done it, but uh, we all know what happened there. So this year I, I have a really good feeling. So I think they're they're mentally as tough of a team as uh, you're going to come across in the NFL. And, uh, man, do they have a big one at home this weekend. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, Much in the same way that P.J. Williams was under a lot of heat this year, so was one Mr. Nick Fitzgerald of my Mississippi State Bulldogs. Nick Fitzgerald fans were jumping off his bandwagon, uh, calling for the coach to bench him. I never really went that far. I just felt like they needed to find a way to get the ball down the field vertically. And uh, boy, did they do that against Texas A&M this past Saturday. Awesome display of of just all-around quarterback play from Nick Fitzgerald. He had an amazing game throwing the ball. Uh, He stuck the dagger in with a long run. I I think it was about 70-yard run. Uh, at the end of the game, and when he when he got into the end zone, he just put his hands out like, "Are you not uh, Are you not entertained?" And he he was looking right into the student section. So, uh, to all the haters of Nick Fitzgerald, I hope you realize now how silly you look. And um, they did it. They did it. They beat a very good Texas A&M team, and uh, they did it by him throwing the ball. That he, they threw the ball. Joe Moorhead said they were going to be aggressive and they, it was either going to work or it wasn't. But the fact of the matter is he put f- his faith in his guy at quarterback and they rolled with it and it paid off mightily. Huge dividends paid off against Texas A&M this past weekend. So uh, kudos to you, Joe Moorhead. Kudos to you, Nick Fitzgerald, for shutting out all the negativity and going out there and just and just balling, man. Uh you know we're gonna miss you. You really don't. You, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I think it's gonna, the same is gonna be said for Nick Fitzgerald. No, he hasn't progressed uh, passing wise like Dak Prescott did. Okay, Dak Prescott got better every single year in the passing game. Fitzgerald really hasn't. But he showed out against Texas A&M and he was putting balls on the money. The offensive line played out of their minds. The running backs picked up extra blitzers. Uh, and, and Nick Fitzgerald was able to keep his feet set in the pocket and deliver strikes down the field. So that went a long way. The passing game did. It went a long way to opening up the run game underneath. And uh, this, the, the Mississippi State won in a, a, a big one uh, at home. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into some picks. Um, starting first with the SEC. Uh, Louisiana Tech at home, uh, no, on the road in Starkville. That is, that's my home, home away from home. Starkville, uh, Mississippi State, number 18, Mississippi State, hosting La Tech. Give me Mississippi State in that game in the last tune-up before they go on the road to Bryant-Denny Stadium next week. 
Texas A&M, number 20 versus Auburn. Um, this was a tough one for me. I'm going to take Auburn. Uh, South Carolina at Ole Miss. I'm going to take South Carolina. Number six, Georgia versus number nine, Kentucky. And very much in the same way that I said that Georgia, the winner of Georgia, Florida, would decide the East. Georgia progressed in that uh, in, in that regard. They they are now ahead of Florida to take the East, and now they have to get over the Kentucky Wildcats. I think they'll do it. This is probably the biggest game in Kentucky football history. Just if if I'm totally spitballing here, I can't remember the last time Kentucky was ranked number nine in football. I don't think they've ever been ranked this high. Uh, so uh, I'm pulling for Kentucky. I, I would love to see this. Uh, I think it's great what their program is doing, but I think Georgia's going to have too much. And uh, it, honestly, it could get ugly. Uh, it could get ugly. Georgia could really put Kentucky in their place, but we shall see. I will take the Georgia Bulldogs on the road, though, in, a, uh, in another heavily um, – just another heavily influenced game as far as the SEC East goes and who will pull out of that uh, out of that division victorious. So uh, next game is Missouri at number 11, Florida. Give me Florida. Charlotte visiting Tennessee. Tennessee with a non-conference game this week. Give me Tennessee. And then number one versus number three, Alabama, LSU, it's going to be a it's going to be a monster of a game. There's no way around it. Um, it's the CBS game, seven o'clock. Uh, give me Alabama to roll over the LSU Tigers. I just don't see LSU having enough firepower on offense uh, to stand toe to toe with Alabama for uh, for sixty minutes. I just don't see it. So Alabama is going to have to make some uh, mental errors, a turnover or two. Otherwise, I see them winning probably by about 14 points in this game on the road in a hostile environment uh, down there in Baton Rouge, Death Valley. So there are my picks for the SEC. Give me Mississippi State. Give me Auburn. Give me South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and Alabama. Moving on to the NFL. Tough week in the NFL. Tough week in the NFL to pick. Uh, Tonight's game, Thursday night, is uh, a battle of one-win teams. Here we are in week, what is this, week eight, week nine. Um, One-win teams, Raiders at 49ers. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders to go in there and uh, take down the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Bears at Bills. Uh, I like the Bears in this game. Uh, The Bills are just... You know, maybe they show a flash here and there, but not enough. I like the Bears' firepower in this one. Um, Khalil Mack should be back on the field. Um, So, yeah, I'll take the Bears in that one. Chiefs at Browns. The Chiefs stay rolling. Uh, Give me them over the Browns. Jets at Dolphins. Tough game here. Division game. I'll take the home team. Give me Miami. Lions at Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings to bounce back in a uh, in a big division game there as well. Uh, this is a tough one right here. Falcons at Redskins. I almost pulled the trigger on Washington. Uh, their defense very well could be legit, and uh, they're really the only game that Washington has looked uh, anemic on defense. Literally, the only game was the Monday night game 
when really all the odds were against them. They were uh, the Monday night game in the Superdome against Drew Brees and company when he was a mere 200-something yards away from the record that he achieved before halftime. So uh, I don't think anybody was going to come in there and uh, test the Saints that night. Just too much was on their side. Uh, But I'm still going to go with the Falcons. This is a make-or-break game for Atlanta. They really need this game because as the Saints can continue piling up wins, the Panthers continue piling up wins, the Falcons' season, season, the window for their season the, uh, is closing in a hurry. They really need this game. I think they'll take their best game up there uh, to Washington, D.C., and take care of matters there. Uh, Bucks at Panthers. Give me the Panthers in that game to continue their winning ways. Steelers at Ravens, another tough game. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have slipped the last couple weeks. They're 4-4. Four and four. I'll take them to uh, right the ship against Pittsburgh, a big game for them. Texans at Broncos. Give me the Texans in that game. Chargers at Seahawks, another tough game. I picked against Seattle last week. Which was, I was going to hold off on it. That was my only loss last week. I was 18-1 in the SEC and the NFL combined. 18-1. When my wife asked me what game did I not pick right, I said uh, I picked Detroit to win at home over Seattle. She just looked at me and said, why did you do that? Okay, just completely disregard the 18 games I did get right. Anyways, uh, I will take the Chargers again. I like the Chargers team. I think they're going to take care of Seattle. I think Phillip Rivers... Uh, and that offense will be a little too much for a uh, still a banged-up Seahawks defense. So give me the Chargers there. Packers at Patriots, the Sunday night game. Uh, man, Packers lost a heartbreaker against the Rams this past week uh, with Ty Montgomery bringing it out. Really had no business bringing it out of the end zone. Aaron Rodgers had two minutes to get a field goal. You know, easy peasy, you would think. And uh, he fumbled the kickoff. Rams recover. They run the clock out. No shot for Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers will come in this into this game fired up. I just don't see it happening. Give me the Patriots at home. And then the Monday night game, Titans at Cowboys. Cowboys recently adding Amari Cooper on the offensive side of the ball for my guy Dak. I like the Cowboys in this game on Monday night football. Now, the last game is the Rams versus the Saints, and this could very well be a preview of the NFC Championship game later on uh, in January, but we shall see. A lot of season left to play. The Rams are coming to New Orleans undefeated, only undefeated team in the league, 8-0 against my 6-1 Saints. I could see the Saints drop in this game, but no way am I going to pick against them at home especially after two extremely tough road tests in Baltimore, Minnesota. Again, I think this team is mentally tough. I think Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and company will find a way to end the Rams' undefeated season and win a close one at home. Uh, Give me the Saints in that game. So there you have it. I'll take the Raiders, the Saints, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Ravens, the Texans, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Cowboys to all be victorious this weekend. We will be back soon with another episode of SDOTL. We have a few things lined up on the docket, and uh, we're going to just keep banging out material. Uh, As long as y'all are listening, we're going to keep doing it. So 
from the SDOTL East Studios over here in Bell Ridge neighborhood, uh, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Uh, this has been your guy, your host, Drew House. And uh, thanks as always for listening. Let me go check on this uh, baby girl here, see if she's up. If she is up, we're going to go to the park and we're going to go to the library and we're going to enjoy the rest of uh, uh, my off day, last off day of the year. So uh, shout out to Liquidations Plus. Go check us out. Check out our Facebook page uh, and check us out at our location in uh, Olive Branch and our new location on Commerce Street in Hernando. So, uh, yeah, little plug there. Love the folks over there at uh, Liquidations Plus. They're going to take good care of you. A lot of great items for an even greater price. So, yeah, that's going to do, a, that's gonna, that's gonna do it uh, for us here. We're going to wrap this uh, episode in maroon and white and black and gold. And uh, y'all have a great, great November. It's, it's about Thanksgiving, okay? It's Thanksgiving, y'all. So enjoy it. <laughs> Drew House, S-D-O-T-L. God bless. Take care of each other. We out. Peace! Yeah, you know we had to get an outro in. Uh, Olivia, what sound does a turkey make? Uh, uh, it makes clack, 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 do do. Clack, clack, do do. That's a rooster. What sound does a turkey make? Turkey, turkey. Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble, All right. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. And I can have some M&M's. I wish I had a guess on how Rick Grimes was going to die. I really do. He, I mean, he did get punctured uh, in the last episode, but the previews look amazing. So how do you think he's going to die, Olivia? I'm dead. <laughs> like this. Eh, I'm dead. Tongue out and all. Love it. All right. Say bye. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> Volume control. We out.